Well, Sam, uh, our World Cup isn't quite over. We've still mm. got one more game to go. But uh, to give us a real good summary of where we're at and where we've been, let's get the voice of football in this country. Simon Hill on the line. G'day, Simon. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Look, not too bad. We, we, we were left flattened, to say the least, on, uh, on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday night. But in the end, I felt like it was an incredible journey that the Matildas took us on. It was, and as you rightly say, it's not quite over yet. Uh, there's the third, fourth place uh, playoff game in Brisbane, where I am uh, tomorrow, which will be an interesting one against Sweden. Uh, yeah. And a chance, I think, for a bit of a, a celebration. I know it's not quite the ending that uh, the Matildas wanted, or the fans, but um, it'll be fun tomorrow. And uh, it's, it's been a terrific tournament, and it shows you know, just how far they've come, even though they weren't quite good enough to, to get to the final at the end. Um, but it's, it's been a terrific tournament and, and one that's, you know, really brought the nation together, I think, in, in support of the Matildas. What do you think we, we learned from the whole experience? And, and having it in the country for a starters, I think, was a massive tick. But then from there, the team itself, the coach, what do you think they've learned from this tournament? Well, I think they've learned that, they're, you know, in the upper echelon of, of uh, world football in the women's game, that's for sure, uh, they belong in that company. Um, I think, and you're probably not going to like this, but <laughs> they've probably learned that we, we need a lot more investment in our game still. Um, you know, if we're going to keep producing the next generation of Sam Kerr's and Steph Catley's and Ellie Carpenter's, uh, we need to get our structures right. We need to increase uh, the visibility of our game in this country um, and have better facilities, better investment in coaching, player uh, pathway developments. Um, because the European nations, and England is one, of course, who, who Australia lost to in the semi-final, are invested millions of dollars in their women's programs. Uh, and we've got to try and keep up. We've got a great generation of players at the moment, but uh, everything is cyclical. And, you know, the other countries are coming fast, um, you know, the European nations in particular, because they've, they've invested an awful lot in it. And that's probably some of the feedback I've seen since on the Twitter and the like, and our ex-Adelaide United captain, Stefan Mork, actually really pushing that uh, agenda to make sure that we get that investment down the, down, the, uh, down to the grassroots. Yeah, well, it, it needs to happen. Um, you know, and I'll, get, I'll give you one very small example. Uh, the, the Matildas in the build-up to the semi-final against England um, had to borrow the, the Sydney Swans uh, training facilities to uh, yes. you know to prepare for that game now i'm not saying it's a bad facility i'm sure it's terrific but uh you know it's it doesn't belong to our game um and we've got the home of the matildas in melbourne which is terrific um but we need you know a few more around the country um and our men's teams as well so you know th this is the start and the, the good thing is is that this tournament has provided the platform for that conversation and there's a lot of people around the country don't particularly like that because, of course, they're used to the money going into the other codes. But, uh, you know, we're, it's a good time for us to make our case with government and with corporate Australia as well. Uh, but if you want more of these moments that we've had over the last uh, few weeks, then, you know, you've got to put the hard yards in. And uh, uh, the, the other countries, as I say, are, are doing that in spades. And uh, if we don't, then we'll fall behind. Well, back to the semi-final. If uh, we had our time again, could we have approached things perhaps different? I suppose tactically, uh, I, I just felt like we yeah. we wanted to sort of let them have possession and then try and get them on the rebound. But it just seemed like they started very aggressively, and we just weren't quite up for it in that first half. Well, 
I mean, sometimes you've also got to give the opposition a bit of credit. You know, it's 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 all very well saying, oh, we let them have possession. Well, England have been dominating possession most of their games. Yeah. Uh, that's the way they play. And, you know, they're also a very battle-hardened team that is, I think this is now their third semi-final in three consecutive major tournaments. So, you know, they're used to being at this stage of... of of the big events and you know our girls are, are probably not quite at that level in terms of experience yet um so you know that they had a game plan and they stuck to it and i, I thought for a moment when sam Kerr equalized with a, an incredible goal oh, that things yeah. might turn out a bit different but unfortunately you know you, you make a defensive mistake and and games can turn upon that and unfortunately that's what happened um so it's it's you know, it's a game of fine margins, football, really. Um, they, they were pretty close, but, uh, you know, they just, they just weren't good enough on the night. And uh, sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and say, that's, you know, that's sport. That's the way it goes. Yeah. The two finals, Sweden, Australia, and then, of course, England, Spain. What are your mm. early tips for those? Well, you know, I think Australia buoyed by the big crowd against Sweden. Again, this is going to be a difficult game um, because Sweden, are, <laughs> they're the only team in this tournament uh, that have been to the semi-finals of each of the last uh, three major tournaments, being the Olympics, uh, the Euros, and now the, the World Cup. And, you know, they will feel really that they should have gone one step further. So it'll be a difficult game. But the third, fourth place playoff is, is one of those unknowns because t- teams tend to make changes. It's it's a big game, but obviously, you know, there are going to be no tears for the loser in this one. Yeah. So teams can give, uh, you know, opportunities to some of the fringe players who maybe not had a run out uh, in yeah. previous games for this. So it could be a little bit different because of that. But I'd fancy Australia to get third place. Uh, in the final, I think England are the favourites, not by much. Um, but again, you know, they've been to the latter stages of big tournaments now on a regular basis. And, uh uh, even though I, I don't think at times they've played particularly well throughout this tournament, they've found a way to win, and uh, that's a good habit to have for any sporting side. But Spain will be, you know, they'll be up for it. They've, they've got a young talent called Salma Parayulo, who is absolute dynamite off the bench, if, if that's where she starts. Yeah. Um, and she can hurt any defences. So it's by no means a dumb deal, but I, I'd say England are the favourites. Absolutely. Well done, uh, Simon Hill. We really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you very much. Pleasure, guys. All of it. Simon Hill, the voice of Australian football, outstanding. Yeah, it just feels like uh, the big thing that's come out of this is, well, if you want this to continue, you've got to invest in it.